So uh, welcome everybody uh, to the Web Machine Podcast. Uh, we're here with uh, Michael. Uh, hi, Michael. How are how's it going? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Would you like to uh, introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, we'll keep it short and sweet. Um, try not to bore anybody. But um, my name is Michael Novotny, uh, maker of Side Project Stack. And all I do with that is try to help people reduce time and effort to make something uh, with no code um, and start off with, you know, identifying what problem they're trying to solve and then back our way into what are the best tools to do that with based off of actual makers who've shipped actual projects. So um, pretty, I've gotten pretty good feedback from it and um, just launched a second version of it and had uh, some, some good feedback and they've gotten some really good momentum with it that I'll be building uh, some additional things with it. Yeah, it seems, uh, actually, first of all, congratulations here, yeah, because I saw it and uh, it seems like it, it's, it's, getting, uh, it's getting sharper. Um, and what really interests me uh, in, in, specifically in this project is, uh, it seems like this kind of thing is very much uh, uh, more related to the product side of things, right? Because you're looking at the problem and what are the issues that you're trying to solve or what is the set of features that you're trying to have in your product. Right. And from there, I, that, uh, from there you will derive into um, whatever technical uh, specs you will need for that. Yeah, exactly. And, and part of the, the reason why is twofold. One, uh, I've been, my foray into no code uh, or introduction was through um, launching online marketplace for ShareTribe back in 2016. Back before, oh. I, I didn't even know what no code was back then, but um, it's become this, this kind of movement that is what we call no code. And my issue since then, and since I've launched other products is I spent a lot of time trying to figure out, hey, what are the best tools to use? Um, but also the second problem that I'm trying to you know, help with with Side Project Stack is a lot of people will say, hey, I want to start with this tool. What can I problem can I solve? And I think that's backwards. Um, you know, from the, the late great Steve Jobs, you know, talked a lot about this is, you know, it's not about using technology to solve people's problems, but in, in trying to find, you know, the customer for for your technology, it's understanding your customer, what their problems are and what they're trying to do, and then and then building that experience. So um, I, I tried to build that into the tool, and, and that's what Side Project Stack is is uh, evolving into. Um, I've got some additional parts of it that um, I'm working on right now to help with that. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, the, I mean, the, the overall theme with, with, with a few people that I've been talking uh, here is that... Um, Maybe we shouldn't run so fast to to the tooling, right? Uh, and maybe uh, you need to pause a little and start to think uh, more about the needs and the problems that you're actually trying to solve. Because um, I'm probably you've you've seen this before that people will ask, uh, "Oh, this no good tool is uh, is is uh, is pretty nice. Uh, where should I start?" And the right. first answer that pop up will be like technical tools right and um, I know I mean 
as, as someone who uh, is um, more inclined to thinking about, you know, uh, experience, um, it seems odd that, that people would just run to the to the technical, um, basically to the to the toolbox rather, and to see what is the actual problem. Yeah. No. You, that, you, yeah. Sure. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I was just to echo what you said. I mean, you get it, and I think um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just um, I don't know if it's our nature in general uh, to just kind of go directly to the technology. I don't know if it's just because it's a no code movement and there's is there's an explosion of these different tools to use, and so we kind of get fixated like shiny mm-hmm. object syndrome, right? Like, oh, look at this new thing. Yeah that I could yeah. do. Um, and then, and then if somebody's coming in into the conversation, that's new to no code, they just hear us maybe talking about it and, and instead, and then, um, instead of looking to build a product, they just kind of get into it by way of a tool, which is backwards. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think, and what I'm also trying to do and help with is I'm a product manager by day and I want to help people learn how to build a product. And so one of the things I'm doing is going to be, you know, creating a, an ebook later this summer. Um, and is hope and my hope that when somebody, if you were to take somebody into, you know, making something, you know, how would you help them start? And yeah. I think that's a, a really hard question. Um, I know there's a, a lot of different ways you can do it, but is there a process or something that you, that successful makers, you know, they take that they've learned that helps them, um, you know, ship something that people need, you know, that people are willing to, to use that benefits their life in some way. Yeah. Because I've been, um, along with this podcast, uh, I'm, I'm kind of sort of like soft launching, like an agency that's, that's trying to address that since, um, you know, there are frameworks. You know, I'm, I'm, Obviously, you're 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 familiar with like the design sprint and whatnot, yep. And that kind of workshop mentality that that uh, and design thinking in general. And I think that um, maybe those are the type of uh, actual I'm, I'm I'm gonna say air quotes tools like those are the real no code tools that we need right now, in exactly. order to take uh, the the sphere of people just making technical stuff and moving them from making uh, no-code builds into actual products. Right. Absolutely. I couldn't say that better. And I, I think you're exactly right. I absolutely love design sprints. I've, I've done a couple myself uh, in some past startup work. And I'm a big proponent of it because that really breaks it down to uh, solving a problem and in in, in starting off your initial concept with something uh, that people w- would be interested to try that may help them, right? Um, I think that's, that's, uh, spot on the money. And I think no code could, could really help. And what I'm really interested to explore and kind of learn more is in that prototyping, pro- you know, process, part of the design yeah. sprint, you know, mm-hmm. that, that like how, like, I, I think I get really excited about how you could use no code to make that prototype, um, instead of just kind of like a, of a, a, a low fidelity version of what it is that you're trying to do, maybe something that's higher fidelity and where you could get some more tangible feedback when you're testing, when you're you have putting it in users' hands. I'm really excited about that. And 
um, I think there's a ton of potential with it because, um, I mean, quite honestly, Isaac, you know, you've done, you know, sprints and design thinking, you know, um, Mm -hmm. what is your thoughts on, I love to hear from the design community, like creating a prototype is great, but could no code tools help along that process to, you know, create something and, and get better validation for the thing that you're making? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, this be, this has been like a like a like a occurring process uh, in my head that I've been thinking about this. Uh, how you can actually formalize some sort of process with no code tools and embed them, especially in the prototyping uh, section of the sprint, to actually make something that. Um, I mean, I wouldn't go for like higher fidelity um necessarily but maybe to get that little extra functionality that you wish you could in that short amount of time right because when you're prototyping like 90 percent of the of the prototype is it's just like it's uh it's dead ends right because you're right. trying to test like right. a very specific thing so what if you could do like the main path and and a, and a little side path right Right. If you could do that, that little extra, you know, idea that we're not sure about, but it's a, it's 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 a little too wild for a prototype, right. and that's and that's something that I'm very very interested about, especially with stuff like uh, Bravo app. Uh, you, you know, have, have you seen that? No, I haven't uh, actually. It's look it up it's, uh, it's, a, it's really cool. You you just take Figma files and make apps from Figma files. Really? So yeah, really insane. I've I've been, and I and, and I I mean I, I had like a little conversation with them about this. I, well, it's really, but really have really don't didn't have the time to um to dive into it. But that seems to be like right in the alley of something like a design sprint, and perhaps you could actually just use that as an avenue to create just basically a, a very dumb app, which yeah. would be like 10 times more amazing than something you could ever prototype uh, with the uh, with the like uh, the current tools that we have right now. Yep. No, I, I'm looking at it now and this is, yeah, this is exactly it. I mean, this is, it's, it's and that's essentially what no code and this is visual development, right? It's like putting together mm-hmm. a series of work of screens and a workflow that produce some type of output. Um, and um, I'm looking at it right now, and this this is really interesting. I I've, not, I've actually I think I may have heard of it, but I've never actually looked at it. Um, native app equals native actions, and I think that is where it's going. Like whether it be the term no code or, or whatever, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but I think that having something that is is more real and, and functioning, especially for validating a concept, um, and doing that as quick as quick as possible. Um, especially what I really like about this is I'm thinking about now. You know, Figma is a known entity, right? And a lot of people yeah. know Figma. So if you could use that to create something um, for a, into a native app, that's going to empower you. To, because you, there is no learning curve to learn Figma, right? You can just yeah, can, you just empowers you to create something that is much closer to the real thing, um, and then from there you can s- save a lot more time in creating, save time in validating and iterating, 
And then when you go and you decide you want to build it, maybe with code, because it is a risk to, to build on other platforms. Sure. Then now you, now you have a lot higher confidence in what you're doing and that you're, you're not wasting time and money, right? In building the wrong thing. Yeah, absolutely. And another uh, idea that I've been toying around is actually using Webflow as a prototype tool for native, like way, like uh, mobile apps, like in okay. general. Because the, the and the idea is that you take like a Webflow, just make a web a Webflow like a mobile only site, mm-hmm. and then what you would do, you would hook it up to something like. Um, is I'm just blew my mind. Oh, like Hotjar, right? Yeah, yep. And then you can record the screens. Yep. And then, bam, you have like a remote prototyping tool that you can send in scale rather than, you know, just sitting in front of like 10, 15 people. Right. Uh, which is, I mean, 15 people is a dream, right? If, it's hard to do that. If you're a, yeah. yeah, especially if you're like a small startup and you decide to validate things. Uh, but now you can send it to 100 people and get like really a really like good amount of data that you couldn't get before and you could you could you could even do that with like uh with like the free tier i know i don't know you you can get like very ghetto like like really 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 like <laughs> you know yeah get really hardcore you know really scrappy but get data that i don't know that it's worth is it, it's waiting in gold right because how Absolutely. how like a small startup, there's no way they can validate their idea front of like a hundred or two hundred people. And right. now you can do it in like like I don't know, like a day. Right. No, this is no this I, I, I really like that idea and I hadn't even thought about like you know, hot jar and you know, it's no longer an ex you know, I mean, because it's a hard thing, like back in the day, right? You had to go like walk up to somebody or ask somebody, you know, to like, hey, yeah. will you try this, right? And mm-hmm. And now you can record that and the data you can get from that. I mean, it's a huge, huge savings in putting something together um, and validating your idea. Um, I'm still looking at this, this uh, Bravo studio <laughs> app and I'm just, I'm just, I'm blown away each day, the things that you can do and where it's going. Um, yeah. Do you feel like it is, it is too, is there's so much out there that it becomes, that it becomes like, you know, paralysis by analysis type of thing where you just overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're so close to the to the eye of the storm, like uh, like we are. I mean, like I'm I'm, I'm not I'm 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 not gonna toot uh, my own horn here, but I think that we are in a very very close tight circle right. of people who are dealing just with the idea of no code, right. Uh, because um, when you're thinking about, uh, I don't know, what's the, what's the, the number that everybody would likes to drop? Uh, 0.03 of the world know how how to code. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so you 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 could you could just go and do like zero point zero 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 something. People yeah. know about about no code. I right. Actually, should tweet. That should be a cool tweet. I'm gonna use all the characters. Do it. Shit. It's all you can. I'm oh, gonna retweet shit. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I mean uh, that's the point, right? I think that um, there that you may think that we're like super saturated, but I really think that uh, and especially like with projects like yours, 
you can get a, a little bit more perspective of there's like so many tools there are like real real tools and, and obviously we know you know um I, you, i'm sure you already know what are the real real tools like the real the tools that you can actually make money with you can actually right. deliver products with and there are tools which are almost i would say like uh, experiments in visual development um which yeah. is which is i think is very exciting because uh i'm i'm a very big proponent of the weird web i think there's uh since bootstrap and that kind of thing uh, absolutely the weird, the weird web has, has has died down a little but now with these tools uh, especially uh with the non-traditionally uh trained designers just people who want to make stuff they just bring in on a a very nice flavor of um like non-standard layouts and colors. I don't know if you. I mean, you probably have seen <laughs> that's that. putting it nicely. That's you know that's putting it nicely. Um, you know because when you say non-standard, you know, kind of, are you saying like when um, a a newer maker who maybe isn't what you're starting to see is kind of like a I don't know I'll use a buzzword here citizen. What is that? I can't even oh, remember. Citizen, yeah, yeah. Citizen developer, I hate that. That's I hate I'm that saying. word too. I hate it too. <laughs> but I had to, I had to say it. But just yeah. somebody new who isn't mm-hmm. you know trained in the profession of making products. How about that? Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's it's awfully, awfully nice of you to say <laughs> their colors and their design because they don't have that design background. And you know, I quite honestly, I think that's that could. I don't know. I don't know if that's a market now. Um, but that could be a market. I really like that idea actually is teaching people who aren't, you know, cause I'm a product manager, you're, you're a designer by trade. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we understand the process. We understand what it's like to build technology, design product, everything. Right. Right. But you know, for, for really, I think the next frontier, you know, that's like 0.3% or 0.003%, whatever it is, it's expanding it beyond that. How do you, how do you dumb it down and teach those concepts so that people can learn them? Um, because without them, you know, that impacts your ability to be successful with making something. Um, there's no doubt, right? Like how to, how to, how do you design a landing page that converts, you know, that's a real skill, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a very technical specific skill actually that people right. don't realize that how calculated that can be that become like a very very like a math thing yep you know, i really i really subscribe to the all uh, that uh gary v idea of the the math person and the art person and and people don't realize how much of the design is like a math game rather than an art game um it's interesting especially yeah. especially since you if you're not in those circles uh, and if you don't understand uh, things like KPI and whatnot and all those things, and when when you start getting attuned to that, you understand that there is a lot of uh, mathematics going into designing websites, apps, landing pages. Yeah, that's that's super acute there. Uh, the way that you need to be like very very sharp, uh, and also the messaging. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, oh, you know, I I was talking uh, with. Um, 
with uh, another guest of the of the podcast about uh, how actually do we bring those people? Because that's another thing that I've been thinking about is um, now since uh, this whole virus thing, uh, there's a lot of you know things are going crazy for everybody. Sure. And I think that now it's a real opportunity to bring those people like wordsmiths and, you know, uh, those kind of people who can tell like really good stories. Absolutely. And bring them over, especially since the technical uh, barriers have been lowered so much. And so how, how would you think that we, we could bring more of those people like storytellers and more of those people that actually uh, Steve Jobs would love to be to have on right on the side mm-hmm. of uh, working right next to technologists. That's a great question because what you're saying is is you know the art of the art of creating something is telling a story. And I, and I think those are, mm-hmm. that's the one thing that I've learned and I've, I've taken a, a storytelling class actually um, once before to learn how to, to write better. And that's mm-hmm. an absolute skill that is needed in communicating. Um, you know, I, I, there's this one um, phrase that comes to mind. Um, there's actually this guy I follow who, who um, he plays in this space about, and I think I think his company is called StoryBrand, and one of the things he says is, "If you confuse, you lose." And particularly yeah. in in a world where it's just so dang noisy, you, you know, if you if you if you have any type of confusion in your messaging, any type of confusion or um, not clear uh, copyright in your in your landing page. That that user's gone. I mean, I think I, I saw I don't you know how I don't know how valid this stat is, but the average person consumer you know spends eight seconds on a landing page once they get there. You know, you have eight seconds to really like convert that person. And I think that's probably obviously highly variable depending on whatever industry or whatever sure. market or niche you're in, right? But I think the point is very valid, which is people don't have a lot of time, and um, we have this over plethora of, of information. And if you're taking somebody who wants to make something, um, I think it's a really compelling idea of how, how could you help that person? And I think that's another, I think that's another opportunity is, um, making something is the easy part. Like it's almost, it's, it's really, you know, discovering what it is that you can make that's helpful, that's valuable, Mm -hmm. that makes somebody's life better. And it's, it's, it's communicating that in a way that they can understand it, right? That's another another big part of making something. And I I struggled with that. I remember when I went back to if I go back to 2016 when I really first launched something. It was an actual business. I actually got real revenue. I I, I, yeah. I didn't know how to speak to people. And I, and I think and I learned a lot from that because I didn't know what to say. Um, I think that um, that's an absolute need. I have no idea how to fix it. But um, I think you really are onto something, and um, that's actually something that um, you know gives me an idea for side project stack. Is you know when right now I'm just giving people tools, but I don't mm-hmm. know. You, you tell me. Do you find it interesting? If what if you got like a starter kit, and in that starter kit you got examples or connected to people who are badass writers, right? Or yeah. or awesome at awesome designers, and they could critique your thing. 
right? Um, for some amount of money or or whatever, um, so that when you go to launch, you you, you increase your chances of success. Um, man, this is this has been a good riff session. I'm enjoying this, Isaac, because yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's cool yeah i mean uh, hopefully that this is what it's all about i mean you know i i think that uh, a lot of um a lot of um uh, like the the talk radio spe- around you know tooling and and not just in no code just overall in people like making stuff in technology gets very very engineering really quick yep you know and um and when, when you're trying to like solve solve problems or you're trying to actually build things, there are uh, there's so much to do. I mean, that there's there's so many gaps that you can find, and and it's really fun to think. Uh, yeah, because because that's uh, one of the things. Um, actually, I just made that with with my head because I I might cut this, but we should talk about it. Maybe we should you know after the podcast. We should talk for about sure. how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want to for sure because I'm literally writing down notes right now because, you know, like today I, I give you basically a starter kit and, you know, that's what side project stack is three things. It's you take a survey to talk, to answer some questions on what you're trying to make based off of a problem you're trying to solve and also have a, a wiki that I'm, it's in beta. And then I have mm-hmm. like a, a page of inspiration of like, hey, here's some actual makers and what they've shipped. But when you take that survey, you get, I send you an email and say, hey, the, based off of the problem you're trying to solve and how you're trying to solve it, these are the best tools to use. And right. I just really like the idea that you gave me about like, Hey, that's not it. You know, like I'm just, I, I'm, I'm doing, I'm helping with the easy part, but the hard part is like, how do you, how, what's your copy? For, what's your story? What's and then there's the, you know, from a designer standpoint, what's the flow, the UX, the UI, the user flow, for that user and that journey that you're taking them on. And, um, I don't know. I really, I'm really intrigued by looking at this some more. Um, this has been fun to just talk to you about. Um, (laughs) but you know, to answer your question, you you know, I don't know how on a macro, but in kind of my own little world, I think you've given me some good ideas to kind of look down, look down at and see like, Hey, you know, it is, there's so many elements to making and launching something. It's, it's a hard thing, right? How can yeah, we so many, like moving parts? Yeah. How could we democratize that in a way that, you know, I've spent years learning how to make stuff and I, and I'm not the smartest guy. So maybe it's taken me longer than some other guys who are really super smart and I have no problem with that, but I'm persistent as heck sure. and I don't give up. But mm-hmm. a lot of people wouldn't be probably as, as, as uh, uh, stubborn as I am with persisting, right? A lot of people probably give up during that journey. Um, yeah. That's the one thing, I, one feather I will toot my horn on is I don't give up. But but the thing is, is if we if we don't make it so hard and if we were to make it easier, would more people be able to make things? And people from from maybe younger people or older folks or people who aren't have technology backgrounds who are experts in their niche, what awesome things could they make if we just help them, yeah. you know, make it easier for them to get their idea out there, you know, because it's, there was a tweet from Justin Kahn that I absolutely love. And it was from like a year and a half ago. I don't know if you're, are you familiar with him? Justin Kahn? No. He, so he's a guy, he's one of the co-founders of Twitch. Are you familiar with Twitch? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, I wanted to do like, uh, oh, like this is like a complete aside. I'm sorry, but I really wanted to do like let's play, but me trying tutorials like built in within the Noco tools. I'm gonna start doing that. It's gonna be hilarious because I'm gonna do it on Twitch and it's gonna be awful because I'm an awful builder. But uh, dude, no way! I would, I would love that. I would absolutely <laughs> yeah. love that. I'm um, gonna try this. It's funny, like a Twitch streamer, dude. You should absolutely. I, I, I actually, I tweeted out to Peter Levels. I was like, "Hey, man, I just said I, because he, you know, he will build on Twitch, and I watch it, and I'm like, I absolutely love this. And yeah. there's some haters out there, like, who would watch people code? Like, it's a great way to learn. And mm-hmm. I was, and I was like, Hey, I'm actually thinking about doing this with no code. I think you should do it, and and you know, I, I'll absolutely encourage you and support you. Um, I was also thinking about doing it because I think that is a great way to help people learn. Um, but, um, you know, I just, I don't know. I think there's a lot of opportunity, uh, you know, you know, to kind of uncover there. Um, and it's, it's yeah. I don't know, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, because, um, I mean, I don't think that more people would make, honestly. Because it's always like uh, it's that uh, that law, right? like the eighty twenty, right? And so I think that there will always be more uh, consumers than producers, right? But in the end, I think that this, what this is going to allow is to make that twenty percent so much more diverse and like so much more interesting. Yep. And I would I would even say because I love that uh, a little bit weirder. I really want to see like weirder products. Yep. Oh, like, absolutely. Uh, no, I, I, I absolutely love that idea. And I, I wrote a recent blog post just last week about that. And I don't know if you've ever heard the, so I identify three personas. One of them is like the, the traditional startup builder, right? Like they're going to, they want to go the VC route. They want to, they want to build something. And I gave an example yeah. of, of uh, um, KP and Michael Gill and what they're building uh, in Kappa. Sure. And then the mm-hmm. second persona is the I called him I labeled it I said the Peter the Peter Thiel contrarian maker, and there's a maker by the name of Wit uh, who created random pizza. Have you heard about his random yeah. pizza? And I am absolutely like I think people are missing it, and I don't or not missing it, but maybe you know don't realize this, but I absolutely love that more. And then, then what the surface value is, people will look at it like, well, who cares? Like random pizza, like, why would I want to get a random pizza? Like WTF? Well, I think it's brilliant because the t- if, you know, and I interviewed him and I talked to him, I said, Hey, what did, you know, tell me about how you made this. And he, he had an interesting story and he put it together with no code tools, but th- that's the, the beautiful thing about no code is how he was able to create something that was contrarian a weird idea like random pizza yeah. like who, who the heck would think of that but yeah. it's a it's an absolute i think it's it's a beautiful approach because there was no risk in making it he spent a weekend creating this product with, sure. with almost for free and it's a weird idea that rises above the noise right mm-hmm. and he he was like top five on product hunt for the day exactly. for random pizza, you know and so like i really i really like 100 percent support like these weird ideas because, and I think that's an untapped potential that people, I'm hoping we'll see more people get into because right now, you know, the, you would never go to, so the flip side of it is you never go to a developer and pay money to, to build random pizza, right? Yeah. yeah. You would never do that. And, 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 and the third persona is um, this guy named Andrew. He's a photographer and 
he, uh, I absolutely love his story because he created, he's creating a project in bubble mm-hmm. and he's solving a problem for photographers. Well, he's, a, I mean, talk about like the ultimate, you know, dog fooding story. Like he, yeah. and, and he talks and he tweeted out too, how you went to a photographer convention and he, now the tables have turned. He's not selling his product. He's helping his product because he is a photographer. It's a game changer because He's not telling you like, hey, this product is going to – and selling it. He's like, hey, I'm a photographer. I built this thing and it helps me do X, Y, Z. Do you want to try it out? And he's yeah. – you know, and I think that is a game changer because he, the maker has also become the seller. And it doesn't feel like selling. It feels like helping, which is the ultimate way to sell, right? It's – nobody wants to be sold to. You know, everyone um, – you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? And so I, I, I'm really – I think you're on to something with – the weirder ideas, I think, I think you're absolutely right that, that hopefully we'll, we'll, you know, if we can get the word out there and, and support that part of the movement, it, what are the, what are the things people are going to make, you know? Yeah. Cause I've really like one of the ideas uh, that I've been having is uh, just make like weird hackathons, just bring people for like two days and teach like them how to use like something. But just bring like super random people. I want to bring like uh, I don't know, like theater people. They don't have nothing to do anyway right now. <laughs> yeah, they like, can't. Like, yeah, they can't get together and, and perform. That's a great. I love yeah. it. I, I absolutely support that. And I think what a great way to show the capabilities of no code. And I'm not. I'm not a champion of no code. I I really don't care. What I care about is hey, doing good and helping people bring something to life. You know, I'm a creator, you're a creator. I think we're all inherently creators. And it's so mm-hmm. exciting to see people make stuff. And when you empower them and they, they're you, you know, like, and you empower maybe somebody like in that theater role, they may, may never dreamed of making something right. Or what, yeah. what's their perspective? Like, you know, the, you know, the world from their eyes and making it more diverse would be helpful in solving problems uh, and make the world, I mean, I hate to get all, say, throw the hyperbole out there, but truly, like, if, if we empower people and can help people make stuff who ordinarily they wouldn't be able to make it, you know, that that's the best way to help people, you know, people's improve people's lives, right? Absolutely. And not only that, I'm, I'm even if I put my uh, very cold and sharp uh, capitalist hat on, I would say uh, the markets are like everything is so saturated yep. and everybody is a clone of of everybody. I I need I want I, I we need new blood like eventually at the end of the day. Yes. You know. Yes. It doesn't matter if you come with like it's awesome that that uh that it has like really amazing human benefits to bring new, new people and bring interest in people and people that who wouldn't uh normally uh you know um fiddle with technology but at the end of the day i think that opening that avenue is uh is good on all fronts it's like on on the human front on the market front and eventually in technology because technology is gonna have to and the tool makers are gonna have to adjust to these uh non-technologies tinkering with their tools and eventually at the end of the day that's going to make the tools like uh, right. even even more approachable so right i think love uh, it man that's exciting about. absolutely 
think you're on to something for sure. Um, that'd be, that would be awesome to see. Yeah. Um, so, um, what, um, what are some, some new things beyond uh, what we talked about, uh, are you working on or thinking of? I'd be really interested to, to uh, yeah, to, to Ab- know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've got a, I've got a couple of things, you know, I just, I just launched a second version of side project stack and it's way yeah. better than the first one. I was embarrassed by my first version, but I was just kind of throwing it out there to get feedback. And, and it was, it, you know, it was a former number one product kind of the day. And I'm really thankful for that because never my wildest dreams is I think that I, that I could do that and not being a developer. And so I'm really thankful for the support and, now I wanted to kind of, you know, as I look forward, go down the path of, okay, um, how do you actually make and launch something? You know, what's, what's, what, what, how do you do that and put it all together? Because I, I do feel like there's a heavy saturation around um, just the tools. And, um, you know, I launched Side Project Stack almost a year ago. And, and quickly, that it's been amazing to see how much just since then it's, it's really become a thing. Uh, in our little world, our little cocoon, you know, on yeah. Twitter or wherever, us no code people hang out. And I want to focus on like, how do you make and launch? And so I have, you know, some some training and practice and expertise in product management. I want to help people make something that and, and launch it and not just be, hey, I, I, I put together these tools. What do you think about it? So I'm, I'm, I'm putting together an ebook. Um, where I want to do it a little bit different where I, instead of just kind of be a regular traditional book, um, I want it to be kind of interactive and be dynamic and live and living so that as you, like if you were never made and help solve the problem of you never made something before, where do you start? And then by the end of the book, you've started to actually build this out and build it out and um, so that you can can actually make something. Um, in addition to that, I'm creating uh, right now. It's a beta version of No Code Wiki, and basically that's like by tool. What are what are real makers saying about you know Bubble or Webflow or Glide or whatever Airtable, yeah. Zapier? Because what the problem that I have is that if you're new to making, you don't have all the connections that that you or I have, right? Like. I know who to talk to about certain tools and it can be a really lonely place. If you're just starting out on Twitter or you have no connection to the community, you may not be, you may not really be up for, you know, putting down, you know, a hundred bucks to join a community because you don't even know if this is something that you want to do. And so what, what I've tried to do is put together on each wiki page for each one of those tools, like what are actual makers saying about that tool and how it helped them make something. So you can get like a, a real, like no bull crap, perspective of like hey this is this is this is what i struggle with this is what this tool could be good for because if you just go to the sales page of every tool you're just going to get like the sales page you're not going to get the real feel of like what this tool can be used for and on that page i I really want to be a connector and aggregate and connect people to other makers um and i so right now it's in beta version but if you go to it like sideprojectstack.com backslash 
Zapier review, right? Is is like what is you, it's live right now, but it's just beta. And you can go to then you can click on their name and it can and then boom, it takes you instantly to their Twitter. And so I just want to help makers make, and my why is just helping people do that and reducing that effort and through the wiki, um, have it kind of open sourced and then, and then help. And then I'm going to put together an ebook of all these makers and how they're, how they're doing it. So that if you are serious about making, you could use this as a process, you know, as a framework to, to make something. So that's kind of the next, the next 90 days I'm really focusing on. Yeah. That's interesting that you, you, you uh, mentioned, uh paid communities because it seems like there is a shift from that which i like on the one one hand i think it's necessary because communities are getting noisier and noisier right. and so you need to have some 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 way of preserving like the the quality of discourse um, exactly no you hit the nail on the head and that's that's exactly right that's really um validating for me to hear you say that because that's the problem i had too was if i joined a slack community like what happens is, is, or like even on Twitter, I can answer on Twitter. Well, the answer or the knowledge of, of my question, even if it does get asked, is quickly drowned out by the noise. Like on Twitter, I saw this, this awesome, this really interesting um, stat about like the life cycle or the lifetime kind of exposure of a tweet is like, that is like 40 minutes where like, before it just gets drowned out by the noise and like Facebook, it's longer Instagram. It's like a day. And so it basically measured like, you know, cause there's a bell curve of, of how much of when people actually will see the tweet. And then once a certain time passes, you know, people don't ever see it. And so what I noticed when yeah. you go to Slack or you go to Twitter is some of this awesome knowledge is, is out there, but then it's gone. And it just like, it, it might as well not even exist because good luck finding it. How do you search for it? And so the wiki yeah. is designed to document it. Right, so that it's an evergreen type of thing. So, if you're new, you don't have to have Twitter connections. You don't have to, you know, you, you know, be in a Slack group every single day and look at every single answer. Um, it's it's documented as a best kind of resource guide, and and because that's one thing I noticed, you know, when I started on Twitter, I didn't have a following and I didn't have connections, but now I do. But what about those people who are starting out? Yeah, and that's. Uh... I'll say that that's um, yeah that's a that's a thing because I think that um, maybe in the it seems like not not I I don't know how approachable everyone is really like you know we all talk Absolutely. to each other or whatever but at the end of the day and it's difficult I know I'm not uh, I'm not uh, trying to um, you know, throw shade on on anybody because it's it's difficult when you're like uh, get like random messages from people, and and you probably get those uh, a bunch. Uh, I get my share, and yep. I try to you know uh, engage when I can, but uh, it almost seems like a disservice to me uh, to keep answering. Just because I would like to, like, obviously there's there's way more talented makers than me, and they have like better know-how of tooling and whatnot. But also uh, those little, like, on the one hand, it's good because it's like a one-to-one communication. That's that's always like, that's always like really good. 
but on the other hand it seems like those little conversations just like um just get get wasted right and, and they get thrown away and it's just like a bunch of dms that you're never going to look again and yeah. nobody actually is going to look again and they just could be really valuable to somebody somewhere no i i, I agree and i and that's the third point that i failed to mention that you brought up that i think you're you're right on the money with is that a lot of folks aren't approachable especially a lot of the real successful ones like uh, I'm not going to throw names out there to throw shade, but that's just how it is. It, no, it, no, no, no. You know, like it is what it is, right? You know. And and I and I understand that. Even even I'm starting to understand. Like before, I was like, how could somebody not reply to my tweet? You know, um, and 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 the, the fact of the matter is, is the big, the more followers and the more that you're doing, the busier you are. It's hard. I get it. And it is not shade at anybody for not responding, but the that's that's the thing is like you you don't always get a response and it just and i think that's that's kind of what twitter's problem has been since its inception right as a platform is it can feel very lonely because you could tweet something out and nobody says anything and you're kind of like well what's the point and there's only so many times especially as a novice like starting out you're intimidated you're intimidated to ask you know quite you know nobody wants to feel like they're asking a stupid question and it's a very good question a lot of the times right and it can be very helpful but um, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about. Yeah, because I, I I really think that uh, it's it's probably it's either in the works or uh, it should be in the works. Let's just say uh, that uh, we should be having some sort of platform that is uh, that's more approachable, but at the same time respects the time of the people who uh, are willing to become approachable. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, um, I don't, I don't know. I'm, um, I really, I really hope, uh, I mean, what it, you, you, your thing, uh, uh, sounds very sounds sound very uh, exciting. Um, when you were talking, it came to mind like you choose your own adventure. I have I just had this weird idea that you have like an ebook that was like a choose your own adventure for product making. I mean, how how much fun would be like sprint like sprint the book if it was yeah. like a choose your own adventure and you would yeah. fail within the book? I think yeah, that, that would be that would be like a cool thing. <laughs> no, you could build that. No, I mean, I, I, I like what you're, you're saying. I, I absolutely, I don't think there's enough of that because um, to me, what, what my frustration is, and I don't want to go too much of a tangent, is I, I think I get it, but there's so much attention paid to tech crunch and startups and, you know, getting venture capital because it's sexy. It's like, uh, I just got $100 million of funding. And, yeah, startup life is, is, is hot, dude. Right. But in, in what what I what I think you're speaking to and what I identify with is bootstrapping is, is so underplayed and undervalued. And the mistake that I made when I first launched my my project is, you know, four years ago, is I, I, incorpor- I got a Delaware C-Corp, which in, in America, that's like you go through Delaware – for some strange yeah. reason, because that's like that's just what you do. They have the they have the friendly startup laws, and I learned that yeah. from Y Combinator. From uh, uh, oh my gosh, I just forgot his name um, over there at Y Combinator, um, mm-hmm. Altman. 
Um, yeah, no, everybody does it. Like here in Israel, like I, I guarantee you that ninety percent of the people have their LLC. Exactly. But to me, I think that's a mistake. I think what, what the opportunity is for most people, granted some things that you, you can't build without funding if you're in biomedical or whatever, right? I get it. Sure, so, sure. But for, for a lot of people, I think starting what I've learned is the smaller I start, the better. And you, you don't need capital, venture capital to get started. And now you don't even need a, co- a technical co-founder. You can create an, a, a minimal viable version with no code, get validation, get momentum, get users, get iteration, get feedback. All before you go down that road, if you eventually do hit something and, you, and then you know hit on something. And, and I wrote about this in my blog last week too. You know, I tell the story of um, uh, Pinterest founder, right? Uh, ben yeah. Silverman, everybody kind of, knows him or might know his story, but he talked about how he didn't have any real technical chops and their, the co-founders weren't overly technical either. So they really struggled with their initial version. And because their initial struggled initial version, they didn't get a lot of traction early on. So they had nothing, they had no leverage when working with venture capitalists to get their idea funded. And yeah. I make the argument that, you know, how different, you know, fast forward 10 years from now, from, from then to today, you know, how different might his story been if, because he, he could have created that with no code, right? And in in the technical co-founder. And so then, then would he have had more leverage in his conversation in negotiating with, with equity, with, with VC funding and, and get started so much quicker. And so I really believe that the starting point should be, you know, starting with, you know, I'll, I'll you know, to my own horn side, a side project. And, and, and then grow up from there. And that's, and that's the part that I'm really passionate about because I spent so much time. I created an, you know, a Delaware C Corp. It was just a waste of money and time. I hadn't even validated my idea. Like, what was I doing? You know, and, and it was painful. And I spent a year basically creating a startup by myself on the side. I ended up getting some revenue, but I, I had no idea what I was doing. And I completely wasted my time and I wasn't talking to users. And you know, I, I think that's something that it, for me, there's this, there's this trigger, there's this huge enablement of no code. And in that, I hope to tell the story of, Hey, you don't need to go get, go run and get VC money or go find a technical founder, start small, make an MVP, validate it, iterate, know what exactly is, is helpful. And now you have leverage, right? And, and so I'm really passionate about that. And that's what I love about folks like Peter Levels, you know, who really, is kind of yeah. taking that torch of, of bootstrapping. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the story that I'm hoping, I'm hoping to tell more of um, because, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I think people know about like, you want to start something, you got to get VC money. And to me, that's a trap. And I think that's the, the not the best approach for most. Oh yeah. It's so dangerous. Uh, people, people don't understand the type of commitment. Right that 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 is behind VC money i mean <clears throat> sorry i mean there's uh yeah. there's like you know like micro vcs and you know maybe that's a little bit more lower risk but to to really to be there and to be in that position of there's uh somebody threw like i don't know like two million dollars at you like especially in today's economy really like if you hit it like with you have like 
this amazing uh, deck, right? You have this right. amazing deck. Right. You go, you get $2 million, and now you owe $2 million. Like, yeah. not even that, you because you because you know i don't know you're like with, with the 10x thing you owe 20 million dollars basically yep so <laughs> well that you mean, hit the nail on the head is, is is like the best way to grow products is organically right and so if you put the pressure on you got to get that 10x return you're not building the product a lot of times the right way like at the beginning, like maybe you need that money to put add fuel to the fire to, to capture market and, and it's the right time and 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 that that's needed. That like that's definitely needed for the right stage. I just think it's a starting point that's dangerous. Because mm-hmm. then if you don't get growth, well then it's like, well then what do you do? And then and then it just I think that pressure makes it that much more difficult to to find the essence of the product market fit that you're looking for and if you can create something in, so it's kind of like a, a time ticking time bomb, you know, analogy, right? Like as soon as you take that money, there's the time, the watch has started. Yeah, the pressure is on. Right. So what if you were able to delay that timer from starting and get much greater validation and know what you need to build and actually build it before that timer starts? If you do want to go the startup route, um, and, and how much, how much will that improve your chances of success? I don't know. You know, I'm just kind of, to me, my, my hypothesis is that it, that it would, because you would either not go get VC money because you would find out that your idea sucks or you mm-hmm. would get strong validation. I know exactly what I need to build. And, and then you can then use that as a way to, to then when you do go get that money, if you, if that's the route you decide, or you could then enables you to bootstrap it. Right. And you're able to actually not take the VC money, and which I think is healthier for the for founders because uh, I don't I don't know what it's like to take VC money. I haven't re, I, I've been a part of a startup and I've I've seen that um, you know happen, but you yeah. control as well. And and um, I don't know. I just oh, think yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Oh God, so many times you hear that. Oh, but this this investor recommended. I'm like he's he, he didn't recommend it. He demanded. <laughs> exactly. Like, Oh, he recommended this thing. Oh, okay. So I guess we're going to win this thing now. Yep. Um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, and, and also like the position, right? Because you're like in, like, imagine that you've been bootstrapping for like two, three months. You get validation, you get some users. Imagine the different position that you go in with in that meeting, into that meeting. Yep. It's so different. It's such a different mindset. Like you're not you're not there, uh, hoping that they throw some change at you. Yeah, absolutely, and that's um, with, with with like a basic pride that do you want to. It's it's not. Oh, please give me money. It's more like, do you want to be a part of this? Exactly. That and that's a game changer, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's like I don't have to 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 experience that to to know that I can. I can you know, I can imagine that, you know, based off of from startup stories I've read and from I have a friend, you know, who's who created Kappa and he's a, he went from, you know, um, you know, that concept to VCs in his inbox in three weeks. And he's not going out and reaching out. Right. They're reaching mm-hmm. out to him. And that's a That's a game changer because he's got a thousand users signed up and he's and he's not even fully at he's, he's still in beta. And, and yeah. so now you can leverage that to, 
go at your own pace, go in, 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 I can only imagine, you know, if it's like shark tank, you're able to then have that, that, you know, to use that shark tank as analogy, you know, the ones who, and I've watched it a couple of times, but I try not to watch it at all, but the couple of times I watched it, I've seen, and I've noticed that, you know, people who already have revenue and users, you have leverage. Sure. It's, I mean, it's, it's common sense, right? Yeah, but not only that, I think that, um, and, and this is a, another uh, interesting idea that I've been talking about with people, is about getting into boring companies and boring markets mm-hmm. and making changes there. And eventually when you do need money, the money that you're going to get, you're not, like maybe it's better off that you don't go to VCs at all and you go to like industry leaders, right? right. You say, listen, I'm, I'm disrupting this thing. Do you right. want to be a part of it, or or I'm just gonna go like I'm just gonna keep growing, right? Right. And 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 maybe those type of investors, uh, since they're not entrenched in the VC ethos, um, ethos, you know, uh, and so they will treat it like like a normal investment and not this yep. very uh, shaped mentality that VCs have. Yep. Well, they're not going to try to, they're going to, I, I love that. I think it's a great perspective because the VC is just looking for 10X, 100X, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. disrupt, disrupt, disrupt. Versus now your investor is somebody who is really kind of more invested in the success uh, for that and not just looking for just a, an ROI, ROI return, but an actual solving the problem return. You know, and I think mm-hmm. that, that's really interesting to think about too. That's another, that's another, man, we could create an awesome slide deck on this by the time after this call, like with all the, all the, all the reasons why to bootstrap, build it yourself. And, um, Oh yeah, I'm definitely, and this is why I'm trying to, you know, make this as free form as possible since I really want to do, um, have you ever seen that, that deck that Gary V has about how he takes, uh, like big chunks of content and it just like, chop them up in different ways it'll make like a deck and they will take uh, like a video interview and make it a podcast and then it'll make it an article and then it'll make it like a deck for uh and then it'll make it like a gallery slide for instagram and we'll just take the same thing and just chop it in like 20 different ways i would love to see that um because i've been struggling with that you know i've created a blog post and then and I've been trying to think about how do I repurpose this in a way that that helps people. Uh, so oh, he's he's so good at that. Yeah, and I, and also there's the, there's a, a friend here in Israel, uh, and you know, um, I I would love to delete Facebook. Like it's a very cool thing to delete Facebook, but I really can't afford to delete Facebook because like the professional uh, circles right. that I hang out are uh, most of in uh, in. Uh, in, in Facebook, which is weird because like like almost none of them are on Twitter because Twitter like in Israel Twitter only like like uh, news people and really? journalists and such yeah it's re- it's really it's really weird but um, that's besides the point no what he's been doing he's writing long articles and then at the end he will embed like an MP3 of him reading the article like exactly uh-huh. word by word yep. That's cool. Just, just another way to um, to to consume the content, basically. No, that makes sense. I will try that. Um, 
have you have you seen any tactics like breaking up some of the content and putting it on like Twitter and creating like a Twitter thread? Yeah, I've seen that, and I've been doing. I mean, I mean, you've seen my stuff. I mean, oh, that was uh, really. What do you think about that? Because I, um, I'm very like loosey goosey with my uh, my quote unquote brand. Like, I, I really at the beginning I was like, oh, I'm I'm gonna make this brand of like maker thinker, you know, product guy. But uh, I have really like a shit posty personality. And I like to, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like to mess around. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's me. It doesn't matter. You get that's the thing. You gotta be you. Yeah, and so no, because it was it was like there was actually like a couple of people like in the no code circles like, dude, you have like good stuff going. Stop shit posting. And I'm like, maybe you should make like a. Somebody even suggested me making like an a, like a, a alternate alternative account. Like a second account, so I yeah. can make my, my dumb jokes over like a there. Parody? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I should that make would be that. hilarious. Yeah, but I was like, nah, I'm just gonna keep it. I'm just yeah. gonna keep everything in, on on the main account. I don't care. But yeah, yeah. but I've been trying. I I've tried. I'm mean, actually they've, they've been really good. Uh, I made a a couple of those like threads, um, around just thoughts that I had. And just broke it down to like five, six tweets. And if you if you get like good traction with one of those threads, uh, if you retweet it after uh, after some time, uh, you'll get like good traction out of that. Yeah, I mean, um, you can see what Jen's doing, and I don't mind dropping his name because yeah. he's like good at that stuff. No, he is definitely. Yeah, no, that's, that's um, good point. I'll, I'll definitely check that out yeah, more. So- yeah, so you should pro- you should probably like check with him and that because that's that's the thing that he's been doing. Like he tweets a lot, and then he'll retweet himself only the stuff that gets traction, just to get a little bit more traction out of that. Uh, single tweets, threads, and eventually he he mostly will end those threads with a call to action, like a, a tweet that's actually just a link. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because you're reading the thread, you're reading the thread, and then you hit like a call to action. Yeah. Which I don't see a lot of people doing, and probably I should do more. Yeah. No, that's a good call. <laughs> I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try that this week. Yeah. I think I think we're all just, you know, I don't want to speak for everybody, but for myself, it's like one thinking through that takes a little bit of planning, and I need to do that. And two, um, if you're providing value and you're helping, why not ask? You know, like first thing you just scroll by the tweet, right? Oh yeah. What's yeah. the risk? And you know, because that's interesting. I think you know why don't why don't, and maybe that's an early trend that we should jump on now before we, before everyone does it. Um, you know, I, I'm going to try that out. I'll, I'd love to hear if you try it out too, especially like with the podcast, right? Like that could this could be a perfect example. Um, and and I'd, be, I'd love to hear if it's successful. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, actually, um, maybe no, 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 now that you're saying that, uh, perhaps it'd be cool. Let me, uh, I'm just gonna quickly send you a link to the uh, Gary V deck, uh, which is really good. You can check that out. Send you over on Twitter. Um, awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. 
But what I've really been thinking, um, I, I mean, I thought about it sporadically here and there, is to making like a like a like a second podcast. It's a weird idea, but it's a second podcast. Me talking about uh, what's like almost like a like a news report, like five minute news report. What I've been doing, how the podcast I've been doing, just like you know, with with those uh, open startup idea. Have you seen that? That people just yeah. share analytics yep. and things. But since I don't have really like you know like interesting stuff to share, more analytics, it would be like me just documenting journey yeah. kind of thing. And I think that I'm probably going to start doing that a little bit more because because uh, it seems like worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. I think any any type of you documenting journey, like I, I think that's that's is hugely helpful. You know, being an open startup is, is just a version of documenting your journey, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that if you do it a little different, like what you're describing, I think that that would be great for intrigue. Um, and I, I think that's helpful because you're helping people. Yeah, eventually, because I'm probably, uh, as, as I've done like a few times before, I'm probably going to fail a bunch uh, with these tactics and all this stuff. So probably be helpful. Just to show not 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 only the wins, right? Right, right. Uh, other stuff. Awesome, man. Oh, so, anything yeah. going on with you? And and so is that you know kind of you're you're building out you know kind of starting podcasts and um, I'm starting know. the podcast. Actually, the podcast is a um, is a part of uh, web, uh, web machines that's, that's like the agency that I'm starting, which I'm very, very softly, softly launching right now. Yeah. Um, and, um, and actually, uh, if you're into, um, I'm, uh, this is this a complete aside. I built the site in Notion. And there's this oh, guy. Really? Uh, yeah. And, and, and this guy, uh, Name is uh, Philip. Jeez, I'm completely blanking out. I don't remember. Lacken? Philip Lacken? No, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, shout out to Philip. I, no, I talked to him this morning. That's why I remember that name. But no, uh, somebody else. Shit, I can't remember right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so this dude made this site called Fruition. If you can, can check, uh, take a look. And what it does, it's like almost like an open source way to put like real uh, domain names on Notion pages. Okay. So you can you can get like a proper like domain name, and not just like a garbage. What is it called know, again? Like, uh, fruition, I think. Fruition. Let me because fruitionsite.com. And yeah, it, that's also a a notion site, which is crazy, um, because they're really good. They're really, they're really. I really like Notion. I was, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Sometimes I, I tweeted like, I'm so tired of making websites because yeah. you know, at the end they all look the same. Who cares? Right. I'm, I'm still making like boxes for text and images to live in. Let oh. me just build like Notion sites. I, and I don't care. I just want to be like Notion things. You can do it yeah, so much so, faster, and 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 not so much not not so much as faster. Like fa- it's fast, it's easy, it's intuitive, but I think really 
it's um, it's like a wink, right? Because when if if you're building something in Notion, you're like, you know, I'm 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 part of the club. So I think that's something that um, maybe it's not like super hot and designed uh, type of website, but if you're you're putting out something to the world that it's built in Notion. I think that's signaling like a lot of uh, different things about uh, who you are yeah. and, 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 and stuff you know and stuff you don't know. I don't know. I think uh, it's, it has like underlying messaging and branding uh, levels that uh, probably if you're, especially if you're like some, somebody like, like us that it's in the no-code space, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is, I'm going to check this out. This is really interesting. I, I didn't know this existed. I really like it because the great thing about, you know, that I love about sites like Notion is like, it's the opposite of sites that let you can do anything and everything. And you, yeah. you don't need that. You know, you need just, just the tool that you need to get you from point A to point B for where you're starting out or what you're trying to accomplish. And this helps limit that. So it's like, I don't know if it's paradox choice or whatever, the, whatever, whatever the heck, some smart, much smarter person than I coined the <laughs> phrase, but you know what I'm talking about, right? So I really like, and this is what he, what some of the things he's, I'm looking at this site right now, fruitionsite.com. The showcase is beautiful. This is awesome. I want to check this out. I didn't know you, that was the one thing I was concerned about with Notion is like, I didn't know you could get your own domain. Um, and this shows it helps you with that. Yeah, and I built the site like I, I designed and I, um, you know, I'm I'm a sinner. I, I hand coded it because I was like, should I use Webflow? Should I use this? And I don't fuck it. I'm just gonna hand hand code because I've I haven't done it in a while, and I just wanted to get uh, my hands dirty. So oh, I you did it. And then I just saw this fruition thing, and I was like, oh, oh okay, forget about my website. I'm just <laughs> going with the fruition thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, because look, Web Machines is on there. Awesome. Yep. Very cool. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because we talked about it. Check it out. Oh, that's awesome. Check it out, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, I see it. That's cool. I like wow. that. It's amazing what you can do with this. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so uh, so yeah, so that's 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 the Web Machines thing. And, um, and, and, and the focus, uh, basically is more like product because I think, uh, like, like we've talked, uh, it, it's so lacking yep. and so many people could just like benefit from this in such a major way that I think, uh, we need to get this uh, thing rolling and also like the community aspect out of, of it. I think we should, uh, we should discuss this further. I think, uh. Maybe we can make some interesting things uh, around that. Absolutely, absolutely. No, that sounds good, man. I'm, um, I'd love to. I'd love to explore more. It's just been fun just to rift and talk with different ideas. Uh, I've yeah. definitely, I've got some takeaways uh, that you help help me with, and um, you know, well, I, I really enjoy talking with you. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you to anybody who has been listening. Uh, to me ranting <laughs> no, this far and uh yeah i'm hope to see you in the next one awesome absolutely thanks for having me yeah thank you bye everybody take care